When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into Outkick the Show. I am your fearless leader, Clay Travis. I hope all of you are having fantastic Wednesdays wherever you may be across this great country or this great land. I am going early today because I got a lot of things I got to run around and do uh, between now and when I hop on the show with Tucker Carlson tonight. I'll be on Fox News. Hopefully you saw me on Fox News this morning on Fox and Friends. Gonna dive right into it. Last night, I went to my local school board at Williamson County Schools and argued against a mask mandate. I'm going to unpack and talk about that a little bit for you. But right off the top, I have three boys, as most of you know. 13-year-old, 10-year-old, 6-year-old. Try to be as honest with you about my life as I can. All three of those boys have gone to local Williamson County public schools My two youngest are Williamson County public school kids right now. I have a fifth grader and I have a first grader. There's an obsession sometimes with people like me and like where our kids go and I try to tell you uh, the background here. I went to public school K through 12 uh, in Nashville, Davidson County schools. Kindergarten all the way through 12th grade. Uh, I believe in local public schools. I want my kids to be around other kids who go to public schools. And so all of my kids have spent most of their uh, time in school uh, in public schools. Um, And right now my oldest is in private school and the other two are in public school. Fifth grade and first grade. Neighborhood public school. So there is no basis whatsoever in legitimate scientific knowledge that supports the idea that kids should be wearing masks in school. There's no study that says that COVID is limited in its spread based on having kids wear masks. It just doesn't occur. Uh, This is not an outlandish or wild position. It's one directly supported by basically all scientific knowledge at this point in time. You can compare schools that had mask mandates and schools that did not have mask mandates and there was virtually no difference. In fact, and I'm quoting from the Wall Street Journal a headline, The Case Against Masks for Children A North Carolina study conducted before vaccines were available did not find a single case of student-to-teacher transmission when 90,000 students were in school in person. Uh, And as Ron DeSantis has laid out in the state of Florida where they have had all kids in school for the past year there has not been a distinction between mask kids and non-mask kids in terms of the rate of COVID infection. It doesn't do anything. It's cosmetic theater. It might make people feel better but the data doesn't support it in any way. Fortunately, fortunately your kids most dangerous part of their day right now is you driving them to school. It's not COVID inside of schools because COVID has almost no impact on a statistical nature on kids. This is also from the case against masks for children. 
The CDC reports for the week of July 31st the rate of hospitalization with COVID for children 5 to 17 was 0.5 per million. 0.5 per million kids ages 5 to 17 are hospitalized with COVID. Almost no young and healthy kids fortunately have died of COVID. In fact, your average young kid is under more danger of death from the seasonal flu. So when I spoke last night I spoke last night and laid out these facts and I got home my 5th grader doesn't want to wear a mask my 1st grader doesn't want to wear a mask I spoke for them when I got home my oldest son he asked an interesting question he said Dad how are people responding to what you said at the school board meeting? It's an interesting question it's a good question what I would tell you the answer should be what I tell my kids is I don't really care and let me explain why my answer was I don't really care because I make sure that I am confident in my opinion and then I don't look over my shoulder and worry about who's behind me and I don't look in front of me and worry about who opposes me. I worry about making the best possible decision for me and my family. The most important job that I have is not radio show host it's not the runner of uh, the president of a big website it's not doing television hits as part of a television personality it's being a dad. That's what I focus a lot the majority of my energy it's what I care the most about. I can be bad at radio I can be bad at TV I can be bad at writing I can be bad at running my website but if I'm a really good dad then ultimately that's the thing that I care about the most. And what I believe we have to teach our kids is to stand up for what you believe in use facts to make arguments and don't be afraid of saying what you truly believe. And last night I was impressed. So Williamson County Schools where I live there was a tremendous turnout a thousand people there probably for a school board meeting where they could only fit roughly 250 people in the room. Uh, When I left there was still hundreds of people standing outside after I spoke and I believe that this is what has to happen. At the most grassroots level I spoke not as a media figure but as a dad who believes the data doesn't support my kids having to wear a mask. I don't believe the data reflects that it makes any difference at all and I think it provides a hindrance. I also think that we're teaching our kids to be afraid of other people and to be afraid of going about their day-to-day existence when we tell them that they have to wear masks everywhere. It's my belief. You can disagree and certainly some people did but I was so impressed with the Williamson County parents that I met who came to speak and stand up for their kids as well. This is where grassroots activism is coming. I'm telling you this is going to grow in a big way all over the country because there are parents fed up after 18 months of absurdity and madness and inconsistency and lacking of logic and all of these factors rolling together are producing a huge collection of parents that are not going to stand for it anymore in this country. And I think Williamson County is emblematic of that. I'm never going to apologize. I always say my, uh, my idol growing up was Davy Crockett. And Davy Crockett's life motto was be sure you're right and then go ahead. By the time I open my mouth whether people want to believe it or not I am sure that my opinion is the correct one. 
You may disagree with me but I'm never going to stop saying exactly what I think. And I believe that in this era there are so many people terrified of being able to say exactly what they think because they worry about the impact of their work they worry about the impact of their social life I don't think about any of that. I tell you every single day for three hours on radio I write it on OutKick I talk it on the television I talk it on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube wherever you guys are consuming this right now I tell you exactly what I think. And the data is clear and transparent as day there is no basis whatsoever to be putting kids in masks anywhere in this country. Period. That's what the data tells me. So I was honored to be able to speak as a parent on behalf of my kids. When I got home uh, my kids were thankful that I had gone out and spoken as I'm sure many other parents uh, of kids found their uh, similar conversations all over uh, this country. It's time for parents to stand up against these draconian restrictions as it pertains to mass in school. Republicans, Democrats, Independents, people with a reasonable and functional brain look at the data and let it drive you. Don't allow yourself to be overtaken by fear and by, uh, by public pressure. Say what you really believe square your shoulders and own it. It's what I do every single day. I'm proud to be a part of the Williamson County parents who stood up against masks even though they implemented a ridiculously stupid rule that requires 5-year-olds to 11-year-olds to have masks. I'm going to be tweeting out shortly a form which allows you to have an exemption uh, for your kids to not have to wear masks either religious or medical in nature and they cannot fight against it. So I would encourage every single parent to download that form and file it at their school and put their kids in school without wearing masks. Uh, a couple of other things uh, that I want to hit today. Uh, we got the budget going on. Big story. Uh, the infrastructure bill was passed 69 to 30 in the Senate. 19 Republicans signed along with uh, all 50 Democrats in order to support the infrastructure bill. It's a big gamble. And the gamble is this that is effectively being made by Mitch McConnell and other members of the Republicans in the Senate who voted for the infrastructure bill. Their gamble is that Kristen Sinema in Arizona and Joe Manchin in West Virginia are not going to support a $3.5 trillion budget bill as is currently being constituted for Joe Biden. Uh, in fact, Kristen Sinema has already come out publicly and said she won't support it. Joe Manchin earlier today said he's concerned about inflation and the $3.5 trillion bill will make it worse. The question is when you say you don't support a $3.5 trillion budget bill does that mean that you support a $1.5 trillion? A $2 trillion? Or are you talking about shaving a couple of hundred million dollars off the budget bill before all is said and done? That right now is a roll of the dice by Mitch McConnell and the Republicans that this biggest budget of most of our lives the most uh, expansive government overreach in the history of our country that there are going to be pushbacks from moderate Democrats like Kristen, Man uh, Kristen Sinema and Joe Manchin. We'll see exactly what ends up happening there but that's the gamble to the extent that you are paying attention to the larger chess match that is going on in the United States Senate and the House. Remember the Democrats are legislating as if they have filibuster-proof majorities when the reality is they have very limited support for their agenda. Joe Biden won the presidency by 40,000 votes 
Uh, you've got a situation where Nancy Pelosi has only a handful of votes that she has to be able to corral in order to pass this budget bill and uh, you don't have any leeway at all in the Senate in order for Kamala Harris to break the 50-50 hot tie and pass this budget bill. So it's a big story it's worth paying attention to. Speaking of big stories in the world of college athletics we have written a lot at OutKick about Art Bryles and about Baylor and about the fact that Art Bryles was uh, thrown uh, under the bus associated with Baylor and blamed for all of the larger structural uh, issues that existed at Baylor while he was there. And in fact, Art Bryles has barely been able to coach since the Baylor situation played itself out. But Art Bryles got his whole contract played out. Uh, Baylor wrote him a letter acknowledging that they had found no wrongdoing whatsoever on his behalf. And we wrote about this at OutKick. And now after a five-year investigation the NCAA has basically said we have not found any wrongdoing on behalf of Art Bryles as it pertains to these sexual assault investigations. Again, this was a larger Title IX issue that existed at Baylor. Art Bryles was the convenient scapegoat. You have to look at the facts. You have to look. It's easy to blame someone. Everyone is opposed to, uh, to criminal behavior by anyone on campus. Uh, particularly of a sexual assault nature. But as you look at all of these allegations you have to examine them not with the idea that you are coming in with a predisposed opinion of what truly happened. When you look at the facts and when you look at the data Art Bryles has been unfairly scapegoated. We did a long-form conversation I did with Art Bryles. I'd encourage you to go listen to it. You can go read an article that I tweeted out earlier today. I think you will enjoy that. Uh, That would be uh, my suggestion. Uh, A couple of other things. Carson Wentz. Optimism inside of the Indianapolis Colts that Carson Wentz despite this surgery may not miss a single game at all. If that is true it is a remarkable recovery. Now the bigger issue for Carson Wentz is still that he hasn't been able to stay healthy for most of his career in the NFL but given the fact that the Colts have a very good offensive line that Quentin Nelson may also be back and not have any issues going forward uh, with his health as well. This is a very encouraging sign if you're an Indianapolis Colts fan. As a Tennessee Titans fan I would like to win the division for a second straight year and so I am hoping that the Colts have issues uh, with their team because the Jags are not very good and we know that the Texans are basically mailing in the season to be able to go back and get a top quarterback so I think whether or not Carson Wentz is able to play could go a long way towards determining who is going to win the AFC South since I see this as a two-horse race no pun intended the Colts going up against the Titans. Uh, Jerry Jones and the Cowboys on Hard Knocks Cowboys Hard Knocks debuted last night on HBO. I think there is a massive demand for football to be back for normalcy to return in this country and there is an incredible amount of demand for uh, football. If you look at the ratings for the Steelers uh, in their game against the Cowboys uh, I am of the opinion that Jerry Jones is must-see television. I hope that Dak's shoulder is going to be okay because I want him to come back healthy. Uh, That offense overall CeeDee Lamb Michael Gallup Amari Cooper uh, if Ezekiel Elliott is lost weight which he appears to have done Uh, offensive line very talented 
this has the potential to be one of the best offenses we have seen in a very long time in the NFL if Dak Prescott can be healthy fingers crossed that he's going to be able uh, to be healthy. Um, This is by the way news that's breaking right now as I'm talking to you. Uh, California is requiring all school teachers and staff to show proof of vaccination or submit to weekly COVID testing first state to do so again breaking news as I am talking to you right now California requiring all school teachers and staff to show proof of vaccination or submit to weekly COVID testing COVID madness is not ever going to go away until a lot of you join me and stand up and make your voices heard. Uh, Final thoughts here as I get ready I've got a lot of different running parts encourage you uh, to go check out my my hit earlier on Fox uh, News on Fox & Friends also go download the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton podcast we had a great interview uh, with uh, with Josh Hawley Senator from Missouri that just happened about an hour ago about the budget related issues also what he thinks about the Kansas City Chiefs going forward Uh, good news from Formula One uh, they had their highest rating I believe it was in 20 years for the race that they just had in Nashville so let me say this as a Nashville kid I grew up only thing we had to watch was Vanderbilt Athletics. Nashville Sounds Nashville Knights a little bit for those of you who grew up in my era in Nashville it was kind of a sports wasteland. Now we got the NFL we got the NHL we got the MLS uh, we have got uh, Formula One Grand Prix racing uh, we've got NASCAR what we need Listen to me Rob Manfred I know you're a big fan of OutKick to joke I don't know that Rob Manfred knows that I exist but Rob Manfred we need a team a Major League Baseball franchise in Nashville. Personally I love the idea of getting an American League team because you've already got the Cubs you got the Cardinals you got the Braves and you got the Reds four different NL teams that kind of circle Nashville I think the idea of having an American League team in Nashville is really cool. Now I'd also welcome all the rivalries in the National League uh, but regardless the Major League Baseball uh, Association has wildly underserved the South. If you look at it there's more NHL teams in the SEC footprint. There are more NBA teams in the SEC footprint. There are more NFL teams in the SEC footprint than there are Major League Baseball. How does that make any sense at all? There's the Atlanta Braves and then I guess you can count if you count Texas but otherwise you got a couple of teams in Florida you don't have enough Major League Baseball teams in the South in the SEC footprint. Give us a Major League Baseball team in Nashville. It is a wildly exciting and ready for market for Major League Baseball all the tourists we would sell out this stadium a great deal put it downtown I'm 100% in favor of it I appreciate all of you my name is Clay Travis as always DBAP unless you need to SBAP thank you for all your support of OutKick I will be on Fox News tonight with Tucker Carlson thank you as always and one more time DBAP unless you need to SBAP go to your local school boards speak out moms and dads out there listening right now if you got high school kids who are watching this program tell your mom and dads to speak out speak out yourself mask madness has to end there's no scientific basis for it whatsoever 
anywhere in this country. Thank you guys. See y'all.